I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most important influencers, guides, and changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaway from their personal journey and their greatest wisdom. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. This is Self-Helpful. In this episode, I'm back with Dr. Bradley Nelson. If you listened to the previous episode, we talked about healing and we talked about it in reference to his, well, his original book, The Emotion Code. And then we went into the new book, The Body Code, uh, which is the step-by-step instructions for working with your body's energy and healing power. It was mind-opening, blowing to me in all truth. Uh, And in this one, we're going to talk, this is the What Drives You segment that I do with every guest and talk about what drives Brad in each of these key areas of life, what he values in those areas and what he's doing to walk those out. And I'm uh, honestly, Brad, I'm, I'm curious on these on how you do some of this in regards to uh, what we talked about, the healing and the emotion code and the body code and how those walk out. So this will be fun. Thanks for being back with me. Hey, great to be back, Kevin. Well, so we start off with spiritual, and I know from reading your book and even from our previous topic that is a uh, that is a high value for you. There, give me a synopsis when you look at your spiritual life. What is it that is the the value that you adhere to? Well, you know, uh, it really goes back to uh, it really goes back to age seven, um, and in fact, my whole healing journey really began at age seven. Because uh, I was really sick with the measles. And uh, my folks had made a bed for me on the couch uh, in the living room so I could be near their bedroom. And I had overheard them talking. I knew that the plan was they were going to put me in the hospital the next day. And I was going into something called an oxygen tent, which I don't think they have anymore. But um, 
I remember lying there on the couch, feeling really nauseated and feverish. And, and then everyone else had gone to bed. My parents came into the room. And I remember this like it happened yesterday. And my mother said to my father, she said, uh, honey, will you kneel down with me? And will you say a prayer for our boy so we'll be able to get well? So they did. They knelt down by the side of the couch there. And my dad starts offering this prayer. Now, my dad um, was not a preacher or anything. He was a very good man. But, um, you know, he wasn't, didn't really seem all that religious. This is probably the first time I'd ever heard my dad pray, in fact. Um, but in the middle of this short, heartfelt prayer, something unbelievable, something impossible happened. This change began at the top of my head, and it went whoosh, through my body to the soles of my feet, and I was instantly made well. Now, of course, in Western medicine, that's impossible, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, I've met a few people in my life who've had this kind of experience, and we all agree, if that happens to you, you can't forget it. It's impossible to forget. It's like it's burned in every particle of your being. And I remember that like it happened yesterday. And I held my tongue till my dad was done praying. I didn't want to interrupt him. And when he was done, I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm better. I'm better. And they said, okay, that's fine. Go back to sleep. You know, tomorrow you're going in the oxygen tent. And um, that taught me a couple of really powerful things. It taught me that there is uh, an unseen power, a higher power we can draw upon. And it also taught me that healing doesn't necessarily have to take a long time because it, it can happen instantaneously. And that, that's what happened to me. And so on the last podcast, I talked about how I became a computer programmer, but how I had been healed of kidney disease when I was 13. And, um, and so what happened was I was about six months away from going into the MBA program at, uh, BYU, Brigham University in Provo, Utah. And um, my wife and I went home to Montana. This is in the winter of 83, 84. And uh, we we're sitting around with my parents and my dad kind of totally out of the blue said to me, he said, are you sure that you don't want to go to chiropractic school? It seems like a great career and you've always wanted to do that. And I said, no, nah, I'm going this other direction. I'm really into computers now and I'm going to get my MBA and so on and go to work for some big company. He said, well, why don't you think about it one more time? So he kind of caught me uh, at, you know, a vulnerable moment. And I thought, well, all right, I will. I'll think about it one more time. Because, uh, you know, I, I had always wanted to go into the healing arts, but now I was going a different direction. And so now I've got these two alternative futures, these diverging futures in front of me again. And, uh, and now I'm not sure what to do. My wife and I made up a pro and con list, you know, of, going into the healing arts, going and getting the MBA. And it was you know, long on both sides. So having learned that there's a higher power you can draw upon, uh, that night I got on my knees and I prayed and I asked God, I said, you know, I said, um, if you have anything to say about this, help me to know what to do because I can go either way. And, uh, and I think I could be happy either way. So that night I was awakened three times. And each time that I would wake up, my, I would find my mind full of these warm, happy thoughts about helping people naturally and serving people. And but I would, I would always counter with, well, with thoughts like, well, yeah, but computers, you know, the new IBM PC is a four megahertz processor, stuff like that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so God, the next day, it's, it's a toss up, you know? <laughs> so, so the next day I still don't know what to do. And uh, so that night I get on my knees again, ask for help. 
And on the second night, Kevin, uh, the universe, God, higher power, definitely got through to me because on the second night I was awakened again, three different times. But on the second night, each time that I was awakened, the, uh, my mind was full of thoughts that were like exponentially more powerful than the time before such that on the third time on that second night, when I was awakened, the thoughts were absolutely overwhelming. I mean, thoughts of service to mankind and humanity and the whole entire world. And right then I heard a voice that spoke to me as clearly as I'm speaking to you right now. And it said, this is a sacred calling. And I thought, okay, I get it. And I didn't really know what that meant. But, um, but you know, one day when I was in practice, remember in the last podcast, I talked about how uh, I had developed this habit of of prayer. And before I'd go to work on somebody, I would just take a moment. It was just a momentary pause. None of my patients ever knew that I was, you know, saying a prayer for them before I would start working on them. It was just a momentary pause, really. But um, one day, a patient came into my office, and it was just a routine visit. And I had this, uh, this habit where I'd have the person lay face down on, the, on my chiropractic table. Before I'd go to work on them, I would just ask for help from up above, right? Just, you know, a momentary pause. This one day, I did that. And when I turned my attention to this person on the table, all of a sudden, it's like my spiritual eyes have been opened and I suddenly perceive that I'm standing in the presence of this sacred temple, the temple of the body, uh, the temple that is this person's body. And I had heard that before, you know, the body's a temple. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's ever been to, you know, uh, Sunday schools heard that and, or read the scriptures at all. I'd never really given it much thought, but all of a sudden I'm standing there and I'm absolutely understanding this and, and perceiving this in, this in this spiritual way. This was, this was given to me. I didn't come up with this. I, uh, this. It was like my eyes were opened by the higher power to understand this. And it just instantly filled me with this deepest sense of reverence and awe. And then, then that window closed again. And I was back to being... Um, you know, I was back to normal and, and, but I've never forgotten that. And so I used to think of myself sometimes as a, as a temple repairman. It changed the way I view things. It's like, you know, our, see, our life is divine and um, God is our father and he's real. I know that he lives. I know that uh, the purpose why we're here really is love. It's love that, that drives everything that keeps all these planets in motion. And, it's, um, it's God's unconditional love for us that um, enables us to, to be here and to live our lives and to make our choices. And he never forces anything on us. You know, it's, uh, it's all up to us. But, uh, but hopefully we make good choices. And, you know, when we get to the other side, uh, the whole point is to get back home one day. I had another experience about that. I mean, you're asking me about my spiritual. Yeah. You know, one day I was 18 years old. And I was sitting just meditating quietly one day. And I had this experience. You know, um, what I believe is that before we come here, we are living with God in, in a place of total 
abundance, total perfection, total unconditional love, right? Everything. And then we come to this world and um, our memories of that life before are blocked in some way to us. And um, we can't remember where we were before. All we know is that we're here, right? And there are reasons for that, divine reasons for that, so that we can, uh, I believe, these are just my beliefs, you know, so that we can have really a, a kind of a perfect environment where we can really make our own decisions and, and choose who we're going to be. And so one day I'm sitting there, 18 years old, meditating, and all of a sudden, it's like to some part of me, that veil that divides us from that life before was lifted just for a few seconds. And the result of that was that I was instantaneously filled with the most overwhelming, I mean, incomprehensibly powerful feeling of homesickness hmm. uh, to be back there, you know, where, uh, where I was before, I think where we all were before. And uh, it only lasted for a few seconds, but it just left me reeling. And I realized from that experience that, um, that we really are strangers here, that, um, that if we did not have that, that veil or that forgetfulness that is put upon us when we come here, that we would not be able to stand it here in this world for five minutes. That's how far we've come from where we were. And so, um, so I've had these experiences like this that have, that have changed my perceptions about what reality is. And, um, and so, uh, you know, and being in practice and then, uh, and then having these experiences with, with my patients where sometimes people would come in to see me and I wouldn't know how to approach their problem or wouldn't know how to help them. And in response to that little prayer habit, information would just flood into me like an avalanche of data and understanding. Um, and sometimes it was, uh, it was a way to think about things that no one else had thought of before. Yeah. Um, and so, so, you know, uh, as an example, uh, here's an example that might be relevant for you, having had that bike crash and the trauma. Um, one day, uh, many years ago, a man came in to see me. He was 42 years old. This was his very first visit. He told me that four years before, he'd been in a car accident. And he was rear-ended at a stoplight, a lot of damage to his car, got whiplash. He said that he'd seen a couple of other doctors during those last four years, but that his neck still hurt like the day after the accident. He said his neck was a, still a nine on a zero to 10 scale of pain, which is a lot of pain. And, and I thought, gee, that's, that's kind of odd. After four years, mm -hmm. you'd think he'd be doing better than that. And so... Before I went to work on him, uh, I said this prayer. And I said, Father, help me to understand if there's something. And this is just totally silent. It was in my mind, right? Um, he doesn't know I'm praying. But I'm saying, Father in heaven, help me to understand if there's something going on here with him that I need to know about. Help me to understand this because this seems kind of unusual, right? In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. As a Christian, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And immediately this answer flowed into me. And the answer was, that when this guy was rear-ended, there was a lot of kinetic energy that was released, right? That crumpled the fenders and bent the frame of his car and, and went through his body. 
But some of that kinetic energy that was produced in the, the 300 milliseconds that it takes to have an accident, some of that energy got stuck hmm. in his neck and was still there. And that was the answer. And I thought, whoa, that's weird. So some of the energy from four years ago was stuck in his neck. And so I took a magnet and just swiped it down the middle of his back a few times down the governing meridian, which is how we release trapped emotions and other things. And then I said, okay, now I haven't touched this guy yet, right? Yeah. Except for that. And I said, okay, try your neck, you know, move it around. He looks left and right and tilts his head up and down, you know, and side to side. And he said, how did you do that? And I said, well, how does it feel? And he said, well, I'd say it's a two. And I said, well, when's the last time it felt that good? And he said, well, before the accident, right? And so this is just one of the things that we now make available in the body code. And we show people how to do this. Most people have some kind of a physical trauma from something that they've been through. Yeah. And, um, and it can be causing pain and discomfort in the here and now. So, uh, so I had lots of experiences like that, right? That uh, taught me about things about how the body really works and what's really going on. So, and, yeah. Yeah, well, no, thank you. I mean, that, that testimony right there is, I would say, the essence of faith in general is regardless of the questions and the doubt and whatever is just our personal experience. Uh, so I, man, I appreciate the stories. Yeah. I do want to just out of, I don't, I don't want to take it to deviate at all, but I just read it in the book and I wrote it down on this, yeah. that you said the death, it was a quote, I think that you did or a study at the death, at death, the human body loses 21 grams of weight Yeah, at the moment of death, yeah. the spirit, the spirit, the energy moves on and the body decays without a life force. I, I think that stuck out, Brad, because we had, um, uh, a guy on the show, um, Dr. Uh, Jordan Grummet, Dr. Jordan Grummet, uh, palliative care doc. And when I asked him this question about spirituality, he said, man, one of the foundations of his spiritual life that he had kind of walked away from uh, was that when he became a palliative care doctor, he so often was in the room with someone who literally passed away. Yeah, And he said, man, I just can't deny that when that happens, something leaves. Yeah. Something leaves. Get back to the experience. And it was just interesting when you, yeah, 21 grams of weight leaves and something leaves. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty scientific, you know, on, on the grams. Uh, unreal. Thank you for the stories on that and the experience. It's tremendous. Uh, relationships is the next area. Mm -hmm. uh, and to look at relationships and what drives you in your relationships. Yeah. What are the values that you're, embroiled in today with your relationships? Yeah. Well, you know, really, um, thankfully the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone today. Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers 
into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. Living this long and having experienced all the things that I've experienced, to me, what it really comes down to is, is unconditional love. You know, um, when people die and they go to the other side, and they happen to come back, some of them do, um, they often have a life review. And if they're asked questions, um, often they're asked, um, 
how much love were you able to develop? What's your capacity to love others? And, you know, the apostle Paul talked about that. And he said that uh, if we have the power to do all kinds of miracles, and if we have all knowledge and we can do all kinds of amazing things, if we don't have charity, or in other words, that pure unconditional love, that ability to love others unconditionally, then it's all wasted. It's all pointless, right? It's all for nothing. And, and I think he was absolutely right. You know, um, I think that um, yeah, Zach Bush had an experience. Um, I guess it was Zach Bush. I think it was, it was either him or the guest he had. I, I, don't, I can't remember. But um, there was a guy on the show, uh, on that show that I saw on YouTube. Uh, and I think it was Zach Bush. He was an emergency room doctor. I think he, he talks about how he had this experience one day that changed his life where he said that normally when we, um, when you're watching TV or on the movies, if somebody dies and their heart stops and they flatline, that they're able to hit them with the paddles and bring them back. Most of the time he said in real life, they're only able to bring back about 15% of those people. 85% of the time they're gone. And he said one day in the ER, there were three people that he brought back. Uh, that they brought back. And, and uh, they all essentially said the same thing. They all said, first of all, why did you bring me back? And then they all said that for the first time in their whole entire life, they felt totally accepted when they got to the other side. And that changed his life, he said. And I've thought about that so much. And total acceptance is really the fruit of unconditional love, right? Um, and it's, it's such a contrast, really, because the world that we live in is so, uh, is so the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you made some kind of a mistake 30 years ago, well, we're going to cancel you. And do you know what I mean? And all of that kind of thing where there's really no room for growth or forgiveness or anything. But, you know, when, you, when you're practicing unconditional love, you you accept and there's room for growth. And, and so, you know, to me, that's, um, to me, that's, that's really what it's about. And when people talk about becoming an ascended being, and there's a lot of talk about that and there has been for a long, long time. To me, what that really means is developing your ability to love others unconditionally, you know, to stop judging people to, uh, to just, love. And you know, what's interesting is when you, when you practice that and it, it's, it's a conscious thing and it takes effort and it's, it's kind of all, I think also it's kind of a gift, something that you can pray for, um, and ask for help with. I think that definitely helps, yeah. but it can really, uh, it can really be a, a game changer. I remember, for example, when, um, I had an experience one day, uh, my wife and I went to Costco shopping. And it was right after COVID had begun. And it was right during the time of the uh, toilet paper shortages. Remember that? Right. Sure. <laughs> and we we're at Costco. And I mean, Costco was busier than I'd ever seen it. And people were zooming around with their carts faster than I'd ever seen them go. And everybody had a really grim, really worried, kind of panicked look. And that feeling of panic was kind of there and it was kind of contagious and I was starting to feel it myself. And I thought, well, well, wait a minute. I don't want to go there. So what I started doing is I just started telling these random people pushing their carts. I would just say to them silently, 
I'd look at them and I would say to them, I love you. Mm-hmm. Trying to come from my heart, right? And uh, within about five or six people, my energy state was right up at the ceiling. And I've got a smile on my face and my energy level is really high because you can think of, you can think of it in terms of vibrational uh, energy, you know, your emotional state, you're either at a high vibration, which is like the highest one is probably pure joy. The lowest one is shame. There's no lower emotional energy than shame. That's the lowest vibration. In fact, people who are in a state of shame will often take their own lives if the shame is great enough because there's no lower emotion they can, you know, drop down to. They're at the bottom of the vibrational level. But that, that's a really interesting thing. Um, unconditional love. In fact, my wife and I are, um, we're writing a book about, uh, about love. We just started, uh, just started it yesterday. So another year, I'll have another book out about that and the heart. And I, want dibs on the, I want dibs on the first guest appearance for the book here. It's, no, I so appreciate that, Brad. I've been studying uh, emotional intelligence. And in that, one of the things that stuck out, it's actually from a book by Marshall um, Rosenberg, Nonviolent Communication. And he talks about, in, in essence, uh, observing people specifically, but observing, observing people, not evaluating them and judging them, yeah. which I just haven't really known in other language. That's what we do to, that's a survival mechanism. It, it makes is. sense. Yeah. Is, but can I stop that? Can I evolve, ascend, as you would say, beyond yeah. that to observe and accept? And we could go, we could keep going down that because accept, you know, it doesn't mean that you're a doormat or that you don't have any boundaries or that you, uh, you know, are okay with the behavior, but to still accept. So that's a common, thank you for that testimony. That's a common um, perspective I'm trying to tune into for my own awareness is observing, not evaluating and judging. It also is funny that you're at COVID. I'm just thinking back to COVID and people are, you're at Costco and people panicking because they might not be able to wipe their butt. It's just, (laughs) it's just a funny thing. It's just, we all lived through that. It actually happened. Sure it did. Can't believe it. Health and wellness, Brad, uh, is the next one. When you look at your own health and wellness, which in essence, that's the focal point, you know, well, it's not the focal point. All of this is the focal point of your book and your efforts is for us to be doing well overall. But Health and wellness, we look at our bodies, uh, you know, especially we'll, we'll get to mine next, but this one, if we're even just looking at the phys- physicality, ourselves, health and wellness, what, uh, what's driving you personally right now? Well, um, I've been on a water fast uh, for the last uh, couple of days, just kind of ending that today, not eating, not eating much. Um, what I have found is that, uh, we eat way more food than we actually need. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a time in my life when I found out that I could actually make a meal out of a peanut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds funny. Nobody's going to be excited to hear that. No. He does it so well. Don't do that for your next book. No, I won't. But, um, but I'm just remembering back, uh, yeah, a number of years ago. Um, so... Health and wellness, what I'm doing right now, yes, I'm, I'm working on myself um, because, you know, there's always, um, there are always things to do. The body's kind of like a car. And so, in other words, there's regular maintenance that you need to do. Um, you don't take your car in once to the mechanic and you're done for the life of the car. No way. And so, you know, you work on yourself. One of the beautiful things that um, 
that we can do with, uh, with the body code and with the emotion code is we can, we can test ourselves. Um, and you can do this daily routine where you can learn how to check every organ and, and gland and chakra and meridian in your body every single day. You can check all of those things. Uh, you know, back when I was in practice, I used to have people um, coming in to see me, like I said, in the last podcast who uh, were really hopelessly sick. And what I would do, um, I, I found that I could actually get percentages from their subconscious mind, from their own internal computer system. And I could find uh, how how balanced or imbalanced they were. I could find out how well their immune system was working. How that came about was one day, um, I had a patient that came in to see me and um, she was describing how, how sick she was. And I, and I believed her. I'm sure that she was really sick, but she didn't look sick, right? And she was dealing, I think, with fibromyalgia. And so that's pain. And you can't really tell by looking at somebody really if they're in pain. For example, I wouldn't have known looking at you that you're in pain today. But um, as I was working with her, I was, I was just thinking to myself, I wish I knew how well this woman's immune system was actually working because that would be such a great indicator, wouldn't it, of how healthy or unhealthy she really actually is. And this little voice said, well, why don't you just ask? And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. And so I did. So I asked, I had her hold out her arm and I said, okay, on a scale of zero to hundred percent, how well is your immune system functioning as a percentage of its capabilities? Is it functioning at hundred percent? No. 50%? No. I don't remember exactly where hers was, but it was probably somewhere, you know, below 50%, maybe 35 or whatever, uh, 40. And, um, and so then what I started doing at that point is I would test people's immune system function. And uh, at the very beginning, and then I would test them again after I'd been working with them for a little while. And I found that, that I could get a person's immune function up into the 90% range. By using the information in the body code, mm-hmm. I could do that usually within about three weeks of working with them and addressing the imbalances that we find in the body code that are really the things that cause our, you know, our underlying problems. You know, those things we talked about last time the pathogens and the misalignments and the nutritional issues and lifestyle issues and energies and circuits and systems and toxins. And so, um, so that's, that's basically what I'm, how I take care of myself is um, I use the body code and I actually tune in. And in fact, yesterday I came up with uh, here, I'll show you. Yeah. I just picked up a piece of paper and on this piece of paper, uh, I wrote down the things that I tested on myself yesterday that I needed. And I found these using the body because it's specific for me. I need more saturated fats, more pro and prebiotics. I need potassium, vitamin B5 and B12, coconut oil and garlic. And so I got all those answers out of the body code specific for my body right now. Right. And so the thing about it is, I mean, you know, we, we go to the health food store, we're looking for things, we might be looking for you know, something, because we, maybe we're not feeling that great. We walk up and down the aisles and we might think, well, that's a nice bottle. That's really pretty. Maybe I'll, maybe I need that. But the subconscious mind might be saying, no, it's that one down there. Oh, I was saying your friend, you know, you asked them and they said, oh my gosh, everything was wrong. And I took fish oil and it fixed it. So you're on your way to get fish oil because mm-hmm. you might as well try it. Exactly right. Yep. And your body might not want that at all. But now we have a way um, using the body code, we can actually just ask and the subconscious will tell us. It's really fun. 
So tell me then outside of that, then from a nutritional standpoint, you said you're in essence fasting right now, but in general, do you have any kind of a dietary structure uh, that you adhere to? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I've kind of done, I've been going kind of back and forth for, for quite a while. I mean, I've been a vegan at times. Uh, lately, I was on the carnivore diet, actually, because um, I wanted to try it out and um, felt really good on the carnivore diet. And I'm kind of, now I'm kind of going back to where I was before, where I try to test myself more for food because the subconscious mind uh, also knows um, about the food that you're thinking about eating, whether it's actually going to be good for you or not. And so, um, so I'm striving to have my, the highest energy level that I can have and be as healthy as I can be and live as long as I can possibly live. And so um, I'm trying to be more careful about the things that I'm putting into my body and um, I'm trying to test things more. There's a, there's a book that was written actually by my, uh, my sister-in-law, uh, Lana Nelson, who's one of our staff practitioners. It's called The Food Code. And um, in that book, she teaches more specifically about how to use muscle testing to test the foods that you're eating. And, um, and you can actually do that. Uh, so, so that's, that's what I'm doing more now these days. Um, trying to test myself more and, you know, not just eat whatever looks good. How about on the exercise side of life movement? What are you, what are you doing there? Yeah. Well, I'm not doing as much as I should be right now. Um, my wife and I play pickleball, but we haven't been playing enough. Um, we go to the gym, but we haven't been going to the gym quite enough. So, uh, we're in the process of kind of getting back, you know, on a regular schedule. Part of the issue for us that throws us off sometimes is we travel a lot to teach around the world. And so, so we're always kind of battling with that, but, um, but yeah. Fair enough. Next one on that same line, but let's go to the mental side of it. And, uh, the, you know, what's driving you for your, your mental, I, I really like to look just at the mental state that you want to be in, what drives you there and what are the daily or consistent practices you put in place to be there? Well, you know, uh, it's really interesting. I think that the words that we speak are, uh, are, really incredibly powerful, the words that we say to other people. And that goes back to Genesis, you know, where God spoke, let there be light, you know, and there was light and so on. And so I think that there's a, there's a truth in there that's for us to glean. The things that we say uh, have power, our words have power. And so, um, so when I wake up in the morning, uh, I try to say to my wife, how amazing are you? How fantastic are you? <laughs> Things like that. And she loves that. And that immediately puts a smile on her face, you know? And, um, and so that's, I try to start my day out that way, you know, get on the right foot with her and, and lift her up a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like I need to go on a media diet. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there's so much, and, and I've recommended that for, for many patients over many, many years. Sometimes, sometimes uh, it, it can get to that point where you really need to just take some time off. That was especially true during COVID. I mean, I knew people who had CNN on all day long and all night long looking at the death 
you know, chart and so on. And oh my gosh, they were just emotional wrecks. And so it's okay to go on a media diet. The world is going to keep spinning uh, without you having to watch all the bad things that are happening. And there are bad things, but you know, um, the way I look at it, my own personal belief is that the world is essentially in labor and the world is trying to, is trying to give birth to this whole new world, uh, a world that's going to be governed by unconditional love, where people are going to be living from their heart and manifesting their own perfect blueprint of what their life can be into the world. And that sounds utopian, but you know, all of the ancient writings talk about this. It's all predicted. We know how the story ends. And um, we see now all of these, these uh, power structures that have held sway and have had control over mankind for centuries and centuries. And they're all, uh, at least some of them, they're all trying their hardest to maintain their power. And so we see things like the whole COVID thing, and we see all kinds of craziness in the world. But, uh, but the world is going to change, and it, it's in that process right now. And it has to do with consciousness. I believe that the consciousness level of the world is expanding like a balloon. Every day it gets a little bit bigger. People are waking up a little more, a little more, a little more every single day, and it's never, ever going to go back to where it was. And so... That's how I look at things. I mean, I think it's going to be a struggle, but I do think uh, we are going to emerge on the other side of that struggle. And it's going to be a world that uh, it, we're all going to have to have our sunglasses on because it's going to be so bright. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I resonate with that. And, and what you said about the media is interesting, Brad. I don't watch. I try not to. Uh, and yet a couple of weeks ago, my wife was on the news, uh, with some works she does. So, on, so we pull it up and we're watching I mean, we don't do that. We don't have, we had to find it. They had it on YouTube or something, some live streaming thing, but it was the news, regular news. I'd forgotten 
I've forgotten what what the news and even I mean I don't, I don't look at the front pages of the newspapers anymore, yeah. and I, I found it, the anxiety, just yeah. anxiety. Just you know, we know that if it bleeds, it leads. They dramatize yes. everything, right. and it wears me out. It's kind of like when people send me mountain bike videos of people doing crazy stuff. I don't want to see it. I know what that feels like to fall from that, and yeah. it anxiety. I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to watch the media. <laughs> There's no way to stay uh, in a bubble. And I know, I know far more about Taylor Swift than I can imagine. <laughs> and I, I don't even know how. Uh, it's going to find you. If it's important, it'll find you. You're not going to miss anything. Yeah. Um, work, career, um, your business. And you, like everybody I have on the show, you've got a lot going on. You've got a lot of opportunities. You got a new book. You got, you know, all, all kinds of things happening. And I know it drives you to looking at, okay, what do I value so it doesn't eat me alive? Tell me about, uh, tell me about work. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm, Probably the most fortunate uh, person that you're you're going to interview, okay. I, at least I think that anyway, because um, I uh, I have two two great loves in my life um, besides my wife and my kids, and one of those is flying. I'm a pilot, and um, we have a company that has enabled me to be able to uh, afford a company airplane, and so we uh, so we're able to fly ourselves. And so when I go for interviews and things and I, I'm being filmed for a documentary or whatever I need to do, we fly ourselves, which is really convenient and just an amazing kind of a Zen experience for me because uh, the learning in flying never really ends. You know, you're always working at mastery and always trying to get better. Uh, and then my other great love after all of those is teaching. I love to teach people. And I believe that God's given me the gift to be able to teach these simple concepts to people. And so being able to travel around the world and teach people in all kinds of different countries uh, about these new healing methods that are, are so profoundly powerful and yet so, so simple, um, it's just incredibly rewarding. And so for me, um, and I've got a, you know, we have a, a f phenomenal team of people that we've been able to put together um, that are just wonderful. We are, our company really, uh, it's like a family and, um, and some of the people are family. We have some people that are family members who work with us and cousins and so on and relatives, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, it, it's a mission, you know, our, our purpose. We have a statement of purpose for our company. And every Monday morning, we all meet together on Zoom because we're all over the place. We have no business, uh, uh, no building or anything. But, um, but every morning, we, we read this. And our company purpose is healing the world by empowering you. Right? And in other words, that's our mission is to, to give back the healing birthright Every single person in this world, every man, every woman, every child is born into this world with a birthright to be able to heal themselves and their loved ones. In most cases, they can do it themselves. Now, luckily, I mean, Western medicine is great. If you really, if you need some kind of a drug or you need some kind of surgery, awesome. Or you break seven bones and you go to the ER, it's helpful. Bingo. Yeah. Don't call me if that happens. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, oh, that's tremendous. Um, 
Uh, thanks for sharing the company mission on that. Well, and, and a derivative of work then is we do appreciate the revenue that comes from it that funds things. So that's the next one is money and finances and wealth. And I like to even put in their belongings like owning an airplane uh, and whatnot. So what are the things that are driving you there financially in regards to that? Yeah, well, you know, um, it's an interesting thing because, uh, you know, Jesus once said, uh, wherever your, your heart is, uh, you know, wh- wh- whatever your heart is on, whatever, whatever your heart is set on, that's where your treasures are. And so if your heart is set on material things, those things don't last. We know that, right? Um, so it's important to have, uh, it's important to, to really, for me, it's, it's all about trying to, um, trying to put God's work first in my life. Hmm. And, and that work that he's given me is to bring these methods into the world. So we're trying to do that as, as fast as we can, as best we can. Um, I had issues about money and I had to get rid of those issues. Uh, in fact, um, my ancestors on my, uh, on my dad's side were Irish. And I remember, um, I remember I had a, uh, I had a, a, a statement that came down the line to me from, I can't remember how many years ago, but it was something that we found one day. Um, my wife was working on me and, uh, using the, using the emotion code, I guess, or the body code or both. And, um, she's working on me and she found this inherited uh, belief, right. That had passed down. And, um, and the, the statement was, I am, I am poor Irish. And before she figured out what that statement was, I had this image that came into my mind and the image was hands. It was a pair of hands digging in the soil, you know, digging up a potato probably. And, um, so that was an energy that had come down the line that I had to have removed. Um, it's really interesting. And in fact, one of the things that you can do that's really fun is um, if someone that you know has a goal, okay, uh, you can test them to see if their subconscious mind is aligned with that goal. Okay. And for a long time, my subconscious mind was not okay with me being wealthy or being, you know, uh, being well off, having abundance, any of those things. And so, um, so one of the, uh, uh, one of the things that you can do with the body code is you can actually ask questions, you know, for example, um, for example, let's say that, uh, let's say you, you have a goal, uh, to make, you know, a million dollars this year in, in revenue. If you hold out your arm and if you make a statement like I'm okay with making a million dollars this year in revenue. If your subconscious mind is not okay with that for some reason, mm-hmm. your arm will go down. You won't be able to resist the person's downward pressure. So this is a way that you can check people uh, against their goals. You can check the subconscious mind. And then using the emotion code and the body code, you can align, you can release those blocks that are in the way. Because I'll tell you something, you see, if, if this hand of mine represents the conscious mind and where I want to go, and if this hand represents my subconscious mind, and it's over here, if those two are not aligned, it's going to be very difficult because the subconscious mind is 99.9999999999% of your intelligence, you see. And so you're going to go with the subconscious. It's going to drive you there. Mm -hmm. But if you can align the subconscious with the conscious, 
that's when things can really start to happen for you. And uh, I think that's really uh, the future of human potential and development is uh, figuring out what the blocks are in the subconscious mind, getting rid of those. In fact, uh, this week we're, um, we're having our pre-launch event for uh, a new system uh, that we put together called the Belief Code, where you're actually able to use muscle testing and use charts and find uh, through kind of a mind mapping system, find the negative belief systems that you have and get rid of those. And, um, okay. and it's amazing how powerful that can be. Sign me up for that one, please. Okay. Um, literally, beliefs is a... a our beliefs is big, big topic for me, big topic of study. And so, and in what you just said, aligning our subconscious, is it alignment with our goals? So my book, Brad, what drives you, that's a big focus is what drives you is getting clear on what you want and why. And then the why is the hard part. Cause we often don't know why, or we think we do, and it's not. So how do you, you know, getting to the why, and I'm taking them through an aspect of, of auditing that, but that's, that's big medicine there to take that and say, okay, this is what I want. Do you really? Yeah. And Are you okay with it? In other words, is yeah. I mean, you might be totally okay consciously. Yeah. But if the subconscious is not okay because maybe you, ha- you maybe you have some negative statements in there that are beliefs like I'm a scumbag or I don't deserve wealth or I don't deserve success or do you know what I mean? I do. It, it comes back. Yeah. I mean, before this book, I had come to the table two different times with because I had you know because the size of my audience with literary agents and publishers talking about doing a book. And it took me a long time to realize I just, I just wasn't there for me yet. And this would have been something to do. Hey, Kevin, you want to write a book? Well, yeah, I, do. I got a topic. Do you really? Uh, apparently not. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't, you know, and I tell the story now and then I, and I joke about it. I wasn't driven enough to do it, which is true. Then finally this book came along and I knew it's something that I wanted to do, but that's powerful. Uh, I'll, I'll be using it in regards to that. I can re- I'd be a great reference point for my book. Say, Hey, you, you have to go through these areas of life and I'm taking them through the same areas that we're going through right now saying, what do you want? You and you alone, not your expectations, not your the cultural, you know, ex- expectations and whatnot, or somebody else's, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And then align, use, use the word align yeah. in alignment with why knowing why you want and being in agreement with it. That's alignment. So you just spoke that and gave me a new resource for my book. So thank you. Yeah, you bet. (laughs) Uh, The last one here I put under achievements uh, and uh, achievements and interest, you know, things that you, um, and I'm really interested with you on, on your interests, the things that you, you talked about flying is such a great joy of yours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I really like looking at the interests of people that are somewhat out of the non-productive realm, you know, cause you would say, gosh, I get, you know, joy from all these things, but what do you do just for you like that? I fly. It just does something that makes you a more life full, light full Brad. Uh, you know, you may dance or play golf or whatever. What are the things that you do that, uh, make you the best Brad? Well, I love, uh, I love history. I'm a student of history. I love, uh, I love reading about history, learning things. Um, I love technology too, computers and um, experimenting with some of the new things that are coming out all the time. And boy, I'll tell you, you know, some of the things now are just absolutely hard to believe, you know, with AI and yeah. um, AI video and, uh, you know, uh, 
being able to create video with just a simple sentence. I mean, yeah, it's so I would say probably those things. Um, I love being with my wife, dancing with her um, and being with my kids. Um, You know, eventually, uh, if everything else is taken away from you, um, you find out, I think, that uh, the people that you love, you know, your your family, um, that's really that's really essentially you can boil it down to that's all really that matters. All the other things, you know, the house you live in and the cars you drive and so on, a million years from now, they're not going to be there anymore, but you will be yeah. and your family will be. Yeah. So, well, thank you. I want to give people resources again, uh, folks, as always, I'm grateful you've joined us on this journey as we seek to elevate our experience and improve the way we show up for others. This again is Dr. Bradley Nelson, the book that as you heard part one, hopefully now hear this and you want to be able to walk these things out in your life that he's been talking to us about. You can go find it on Amazon or wherever the body code unlocking your body's ability to heal itself. That's been our muse for this discussion and this series that we're doing on healing. Uh, also to find practitioners of this and to find more of his resources, you can do that. Go to discover healing.com and you'll find it there. And if you appreciate this podcast, let us know, give us a rating review on Spotify or Apple and reference this. Tell, tell me that, uh, that Brad was the best show we've ever done. It'll give us uh, both some confirmation that we're doing the right thing. Uh, you can find this episode on YouTube, kevinmiller.co and find reels on all the social media of the show as well. Just do Kevin Miller CO. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, What Drives You and use the body code to figure out if what you think drives you is what really drives you. And until next time, folks, stay driven.